the bunny. And Ava gives birth to her. And Sarah, Ava's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. After Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. Okay. So, Sarai has a plan. What's her plan? To have um, Abram have kids with Hagar. Exactly. Wonder why they thought of this. Well, what, what, you know, what are they trying to do in this? Speed up the process. Speed up the process. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they're trying to give him a hand. You know, trying to help God be able to keep his word. Do you see a problem in that? Not being patient. Not being patient? They didn't trust God in a way. You know, God doesn't really need our help. He especially doesn't need to, us to do something wrong, something faithless, for him to be able to accomplish what he said he'd do. You know, they just didn't have enough trust in the Lord. You know, in fact, do you notice what Sarai said, verse 2, about God? He's restrained me from bearing. Yeah. The Lord prevented me from having children. Now, that's a true, really. But I don't know that she says it in the best way. I, we didn't hear her tone. But I, I think she may be kind of put out with the Lord's not you know, doing what she expected him to do. And, uh, and, and you can imagine how frustrating and disappointing and discouraging it was for her not to be able to have children. That may explain some of what she's thinking as well. But when Sarai suggests this plan to Abram, what does Abram do in the end of verse 2? He, he listened to the voice of Sarai. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> Look at 3.17. Then to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. And he ate. You know, um, in both cases, Eve and Sarai take something and give it to their husband who accepts it. Fruit or the servant. And uh, is there a lesson in this? Sin, or maybe I should say temptation, is more dangerous when it's presented to us by somebody we love? Do you suppose Adam would have eaten that fruit if it had been somebody other than his wife that had offered it? Maybe Abram would not have, you know, taken somebody other than Sarai up on this uh, particular procedure. Um, but they really don't show a, a, a trust and faith uh, because they just feel like, you know, God's not doing anything about it. We're going to have to take matters into our own hands. And this will still be Abraham's descendant. You know. Comments or questions on those first three verses? In verse 2, she says that she will obtain. She says, I will obtain children through her. So how would it be her children too? She will more or less count these as being hers. Because Hagar's her servant. 
she owns Hagar. So exactly. Whatever ha- any kids Hagar has, then she Sarah. What's hers is hers, and what hey what's Hagar's is hers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Good question. Should have clarified that. Yeah. Clear. I think it's interesting in a generic way. Israel's trusting in Egypt here. You see that a lot, and it's like, why would they do that? You know, there's so many prophecies in Isaiah talking about don't go back to Egypt, don't trust in Egypt, and. and uh, just really interesting to see that symbolically here. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> and they presume that their actions will please God when he has never <laughs> said that. Right. And that's always shaky ground when you act in, in, in an area of, of no affirmation on God's part. Yeah, it's almost like we take a broad purpose of God and use our own means to fulfill it. That's not safe. And when we don't do things God's way, it doesn't work out very well. And this is prime example. Whoa. This creates all manner of heartache and strife in this family. It was not a good idea. They should have trusted and waited on the Lord. Other thoughts? Four to six? He went into Hagar, and she conceived. And she went, and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarah said to Abram, "May the may the wrong be done to me. Uh, may wrong done me un, be unto. Be, may the wrong done me be upon you. I may give my maid into your arms. But when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me." But Abraham said to Sarah, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarah treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. Okay. So, you know, he goes into Hagar, and does it work? Yes. Yeah. You know, whether something works or not does not necessarily tell you whether it's right or whether it pleases the Lord or not. Sometimes wrong things work, at least temporarily. She bears a son, and um, how does she view Sarai after this? She's like, I'm better than you. Exactly. She's looking down on Sarai, sort of humiliating her. Um... You know, because she's been able to have a child with Abram, and Sarai's tried all this time, and she can't. So clearly the problem's with Sarai, not with Abram. And uh, how does it make Sarai feel? She despised her. Well, Hagar despises Sarai. Uh Makes her angry. Makes her angry at? Abram. Abram! Do you see a problem with that? Women. <laughs> 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 that was your idea, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's a good lesson that it's not what God intends for the man to allow his wife to take the lead. I think that's one proper lesson out of what even Sarah did. You know, because it's like, well, we're 
sort of abandoning our responsibility. You know, I can't just, you know, push off on my wife the responsibility of leading the home. Then when things don't go well, well, it's your fault. You're the one that let it. No, I'm the one that's responsible for this. And uh, so, you know, Abram listens to Sarai and then she blames him for doing so. Uh, and in fact, you know, uh, she says, uh, may the Lord judge between you and me. You know, she appeals to God for justice in this matter. It strikes you as not very, you know, mature. And once again, Abram doesn't take the lead. That's exactly right. What does he say? He says, you do whatever you, whatever you're right in your sight. And so what did Sarah that's start? That's working so well so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Trustworthy standard here. And so what does Sarai start doing? She started treating Hagar harshly. Yes. Does that remind you of anything that will happen later? You know, Sarai oppressing her Egyptian slave reminds me of the Egyptians oppressing the Jewish slaves many generations later. <laughs> kind of a foreshadowing of that. Kind of sad, kind of ironic. Um, Comments and questions verse 6. You know, human plans only complicate matters. And you just feel like, wow, this just gets to be extremely complicated. Logan? When it says in verse 6 that um, Hagar fled from Sarah's presence, where did she flee to? She flees in verse 7 to the wilderness. And the rest of the chapter tells us what happens with her. So, but she, she basically, she and Ishmael run away from home. I guess Ishmael's still in her. But. Which, which appears to be what Sarah intended. Yes, I think so. Trying to make life so miserable for her so that she'll leave. Because she didn't want to have to see her, her rival that has one-upped her on having a kid that she can't have. And then she loses, so she loses the heir. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And has all this pain and sorrow to go with it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Abram should have never done this. <laughs> yeah, what was he thinking? <laughs> you know, I mean, all of us tend to do that. I mean, I've done that before with Sandra or somebody. You know, she'll do what I told her to, and then I'll blame her for doing it. And I know that sounds schizophrenic, but, you know, I've done it. <laughs> kind of like not wanting to take responsibility. All right, anything else? Okay, good study tonight. Appreciate your uh, being here in spite of the inclement uh, conditions. Um, and I believe we said we take two weeks off now. And we will begin again January the something or other. <laughs> About the 6th, 7th. So the 6th. Excuse me.